Hello everyone, welcome to the sixth episode of Public Discourse. My name is Sancho Sinto, and I have my co-host uh, Mr. Ricardo Chavez and today we will be talking about the Super Bowl. So I want to turn over to Ricardo with the we can introduce our our great guest today. Hey everyone, it's Ricardo here. I'm glad you guys are here to listen to us uh for another round of listen to us bullshit. Um so <laughs> today we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and so I thought it'd be best to bring in one of my best friends into to into this discussion. Uh I've known him for what more than 10 years at this point and as, as of now he is my go-to source for anything sports related whether it's uh well american sports so whether it's football basketball anything like that if it's just a quick question i know he's got an answer so let me bring in uh our guest lauren Heap. hi guys yeah i'm lauren a uh, little bit of background info about me tried to start my own sports podcast didn't get off the ground that well but that is what it is uh i also coach football for a year a year or so. So, yeah, anything sports-related is kind of my life. All right. So, let's uh, let's get into it. So, we're talking about the Super Bowl. So, if we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, let's talk about before the Super Bowl because I think that's probably the biggest storyline. Um, and before the Super Bowl started, I was completely convinced, as I think many people were, that Tampa Bay were going to lose. I thought they were going to give it a hell of a shot. I thought it was going to be a great, entertaining game, and I thought Tom Brady was going to do what he does. But ultimately, I thought there was no way Kansas City would lose. Uh, I thought Patrick Mahomes was just too insane of a quarterback. I thought they had way too dynamic of an offense. I just couldn't see them not putting up an insane amount of numbers and uh, eventually pulling out the dub. And then the Super Bowl happens, and I'm very happy to say that I was incredibly wrong. But I want, to, uh, I want to ask you, Lauren, what did you think before uh, the Super Bowl started? What did you think walking in? What was your gut reaction on how it was going to play out? If I was a gambling man, I would have put my money on Kansas City to win and probably win by like 10 points or more and just beat, beat Tampa Bay. I just didn't think, uh, kind of like you said, that offense is a machine. That defense was been, had been playing pretty solid all year uh, for Kansas City. And so that offense, you know, Tyreek Hill, the, the vast amount of weapons, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, the running game with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, they were just tearing teams, ripping teams apart, you know, 14 and, tw- four, uh, 14 and two all season. And one of the losses came because it was the last game of the season and they benched all their starters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were just kind of blowing teams out of the water a little bit and uh, uh, just running running through teams. I just didn't think I, I you know, they would lose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What about you, Sancho? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the opposite side of you guys. I mean, obviously, as uh, our listeners don't know, I'm actually a big Patriots fan, New England Patriots, since I came to this country in 2009. Also, disclaimer alert, we're talking about Super Bowl 55. So this is the one that's played in uh, 2021 when the Kansas City Chiefs played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm biased from the beginning. You know, I'm Patriots fan. always loved Tom Brady since I got to this country when – I didn't know football, American football, anything. It's all about basketball for me in the Philippines. And then when I first moved to the United States, I was kind of surprised and shocked on how, like, what is this new sport? Like, what is this football sport? I never really know. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know how it all works. So I just started researching about it. And uh, the Redskins, I was trying to root for the Redskins, but they had Jason Campbell as quarterback back then. And I really don't understand what's going on because he just keeps doing incomplete passes. <laughs> really like I don't understand the sport, 
And then eventually, I actually, uh, I was, I went to New England. I have some family there. I was actually in Rhode Island. And I have one of my uncles there basically teach me the sport. And he's a big Patriots fan. And back then, there's actually a Filipino playing for the Patriots. I think it was like a linebacker. So, yes, I started just giving it a shot. Let me watch this other team that's not the Redskins. And that's it. I watched Tom Brady. And that's where I started learning how the game is. Because, you know, you know, the Patriots offense, they're very dynamic. You know, oh, that's what a first down is. Because they always get first downs. The Redskins never get first downs. The Redskins never get first downs. So, you know, Washington football team now. But this is back in 2009. So that's when it started. I started falling, falling in love with the sport. And starting year by year, I started learning more about the rules. And, you know, until now, like 12, 13 years later, here I am. Like, I feel like I have a good uh, competency understanding how everything works. But, yeah, so as we all know, Tom Brady left New England after winning uh, six Super Bowls and went to Tampa Bay. And I've been rooting for him. And I actually watch uh, most of the Tampa Bay games this this season, you know, since the beginning. And I believe that it was it was just incredible how like even it, it helps that they're always on national tv so i can just watch it on national tv but it's just incredible how their team grew they 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 just grew exponentially from like you know and I, I think they have the talent it's just a matter of like gelling the offense and uh, like i always tell ricardo they have an all-star team you know they have antonio brown mike evans leonard fournette you know godwin their defense they have you know they have amazing levante david they have the one can sue you know so it's like it is yeah i, I i've i've I knew I knew the Chiefs are amazing too. They're really good, especially Mahomes. But I actually picked the Tampa Bay to win in a close game before the Super Bowl, and I was but I was not a, I was not that confident because I know the, the Chiefs are really good. But I I picked Tampa Bay, and I, you know I will never bet. Like I said never bet against Tom Brady, so I won't bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. Right. right. So that was me. <laughs> I'm biased, but I I'm glad they won. I'm glad Brady got the seventh ring and. Uh, it was, it was, it was magnificent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something I was thinking about. Um, the first play, if you guys remember, and I'm hopefully I'm thinking of the right game. Um, the very first snap, it went over like Tom Brady's head, didn't it? That didn't. Oh, I'm thinking of that. Completely wrong Super Bowl. Well, the first play was a three and out for Tom Brady. Wasn't it? Yeah, like he, he started the game with a three and out and ended the game with a three and out. And everything in between was just like scoring. It was super bad. I, wasn't there a moment where the ball went over him and he had to go get it back? Yeah, there was. That's what was I was trying to recall. That was later in the game? Yeah. It wasn't the first play. Okay. Game. But was that after they had scored? Yeah. They were up. They were up uh, a couple oh, yeah. They were up a couple scores at that point. Man, I was trying to make a comparison between them and uh, Denver when that happened with them against the Seahawks. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, I so. think that uh, – I think I think the Tampa Bay winning it was uh, – was a uh, it was a right com- combination of things, right? So that Kansas City lost its left ta- starting left tackle and its starting right uh, uh, right tackle because they have to move their right tackle to left tackle, and then they have to they have to pull off a guy off the street or move their guard. So essentially, they had to reshift their whole offensive line. Right. And the Bucks had a stud defensive line, and also all they did was well, the what and Todd Bowles, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator, he's known for complex blitzes and looks. But what they were able to do this game was only rush four and drop everybody back in coverage and give Patrick Mahomes different looks and make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket. I think injuries played a huge factor in Kansas City, not offensive line, not being as well. Patrick Mahomes had a toe injury, so they kept making him run. 
that caused him pain. You could see him grimacing. Um, they did a great job doubling Tyreek Hill playing. A, they played the Tampa two sort of defense, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The cover two, where you have two, your strong safety and your free safety high. But what they did was usually your strong and free safety line up about 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. But what they did is they put him back like another five or 10 yards to give them sort of that cushion over over Tyreek Hill's head and keep everything in front of him. And they just refused to let Tyreek Hill beat him deep because if you notice, um, Travis Kelsey had a great game. Travis Kelsey had 10 receptions for 133 yards. They just let him hit, eat the middle of the field. They kind of just took those sort of those uh, trick plays where they mm. motion the offense right and he kind of cuts back left and they, they hit him for like 10 or 15 yards. Um, and so the, they, they kept Tyreek Hill to a pretty minuscule stat line um, overall, which was, the, which was the plan. Don't get beat deep and don't get, be, get mm. beat by explosive plays. And they did a really good job of that. Yeah. I would actually like agree. I really agree with that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I'm not as uh, detail oriented as Lauren with the football. But one thing I know, you know, somebody who's worked for like 12 years is I, I, I saw that the defense for Tampa Bay really actually might have won. I mean, you can me if wrong, Lauren, but I feel like they won the game. Not, I mean, Brady did his thing. He scored his touchdowns. But, yeah, you know, I mean, the defense the one who really stepped up. And I, I just keep seeing double team, triple team on Tyreek and like, you know, I I think it, that their defense actually like especially Levante, uh, sorry Levante David and Chuck yep. Barrett, they they really stepped up and wait, so can you tell us more about those injuries? He said the they're like a injuries in the offensive line for Kansas City. Right. So essentially, the left tackle tore their ACL in the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and since I'm pretty sure it was that game, and since he was out, they have to what then they have to reshuffle the whole offensive line. Um, so then they had to move their right tackle to their left tackle position, but then you don't have a right tackle anymore. So you have to move one of your guards uh, to right tackle because right tackle is easier in the NFL to play than left tackle because it's uh, usually most people are right handed. So it's easier to block that way. Um, and then so essentially then you're pulling a guy who's been sitting on the bench all year and not been getting much playing time in as a guard. So then your whole offensive line's a little bit out of sync. Right. So then you have two weeks to prepare compared to a group that's had played together all season. And so then you can just – and then let's say you – I don't, I, I wasn't sure who they brought in as their offensive line to uh, um, when they had to reshuffle, but uh, pretty much the uh, with the pass rush of uh, Indomitian Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, they just they just absolutely ate them – tore them apart. And, and uh, Patrick Mahomes being hobbled with a turf toe injury, I don't know mm-hmm. what, if you know what that is. It's when you like pretty much like break the bone in your big toe, and there's like no way to like – there's no way to like make it heal faster. Right. Like there's just, it's just time and it's, and it's extremely painful. So he, he, and they made him run, right. They, Mm -hmm. they would get to him and they would hit him and they, they, uh, they, uh, they they hit him and made him scramble out of the pocket, um, gave him different looks, gave him complex looks. But I think that played a, a a major key in um, helping Tampa Bay secure this victory. Cause then also too, so it's not even, it's not even pass protection. It's also run protection, right? Mm -hmm. So now your running game is, is a little bit thrown off because you don't have, uh, your left tackle is usually your most your most athletic offensive lineman on the field, right? He's the highest paid. Uh, he's usually one of the highest paid players on the field too, and he gets out and blocks when they run. You know, zones when they run zones to the left or right, or um, you know, they usually get out and they can take out a linebacker. So now that that's all out of sync and out of whack as well. So it just doesn't. Or you don't have an as a, as an athletic person as you did before, right? So before mm-hmm. maybe your left tackle Eric Eric Fisher, I think was his name, who mm-hmm. towards ACL could get upfield, throw down a linebacker, then maybe chase down a safety and clear a lane. 
Maybe the new guy who isn't as fast, maybe he's not as coordinated, maybe he can get to the linebacker, maybe blows his, his block because he's new at the position or blows his assignment. So then Jason Pierre-Paul blows right by him and, you know, makes Patrick Mahomes scramble. And then, you know, it just, it just throws a wrench into the whole offense of, uh, for Kansas. It just yeah. threw a whole uh, wrench in the whole offense for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what we watched. I mean, it's just a bunch of Mahomes trying to avoid the defenders mm-hmm. and the offensive lines get, getting eaten up. And I didn't know they had injuries, so, you know, so I think thanks for uh, letting us know with that because I – wasn't that uh, in consideration for, like, the odds? Like, did it did people know those people were injured? Yeah. So yeah. they were saying, oh, despite the injuries, the Chiefs will still win. The Chiefs, yeah. 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 Yeah, they were saying despite that, that well, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes put put on a Superman cape all year and just, mm-hmm. you know, and Travis Kelsey would be running around and, um, uh, uh, you know, or, or Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill would be running around, running around free. You know, you can't guard those guys. And it, it seemed they were so fast. And so they uh, they but they couldn't do it this game. They the, the defense played well enough. And to, like you said, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was efficient, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Twenty-one of uh, twenty-one of twenty-nine mm-hmm. for two hundred and one yards and three touchdowns. So yeah. an average of seven yards, uh, uh, seven yards per attempt, which is you know a first down every two throws. Mm-hmm. You know all he had to do was be efficient, which he was, mm-hmm. and that was that was enough. I want to bring up another point that actually I've been telling to Ricardo too. So maybe you can uh, see see what you said, Lauren, about. Uh, so I've been listening to another podcast. You know, a few. It's actually the, the idea why we actually started this podcast because I've been listening to. I don't know if you guys have a uh, Bill Burr. So like mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been listening to him a lot, and for since November, for so long, you know, he always talks about sports in his uh, Monday morning podcast. You know, and he's been he's been saying that he's been so irritated because every time the Chiefs would win, he keeps saying they should run the ball, they should control the pace, and and they, they always you know do a gunslinging with Mahomes against Mahomes and. The the Bucks finally did it. I mean, if you notice, like most of the plays are actually run plays with uh, Fournette and Jones from Brady. I've I've watched Bucks all all year. They don't do that. They normally sling the ball with Brady pass pass. They normally like do pass plays eighty percent of the time. But in the Super Bowls, more like fifty fifty, and they would surprise them with a long pass from Brady. And that was and when I listened to uh, Bill Burr after the Super Bowl, he was just so he was just so ecstatic because he was like, "I told you so. That we beat the Chiefs." Like, yeah. yeah, and I mean, it, do you agree with him, or I mean, it worked, right? I mean, what do you think of that, about that strategy? It's like because I the Bucks didn't really play this; they changed their their game plan against the Chiefs. They really, you know, they that's why Fournette has a big game because Fournette normally doesn't. He only has like one or two carries normally a game, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the the that stem a lot of that stems from the love hate relationship for the run game that Tampa mm-hmm. Bay had struggled with all year. Um, the, they had been, they'd been struggling to run the ball all year, but they, in the, in the Super Bowl, they, they it clicked. Uh, Leonard Fournette yeah. was running people over left and right in that Super Bowl. I, I remember, that's what I remember from him. And they, like you said, the, the best way to keep, the best way to keep uh, Kansas City from scoring is if they're sitting on the bench, right? Their mm-hmm. offense is. So, mm-hmm. uh, the best way to do that is to control the clock. So you're running the ball effectively, which they were, uh, like Bill Burr was saying, and, and like you were saying, Sancho, I mean, uh, Fournette was averaging, uh, 5.6 yards a carry and Ronald Jones was aver- averaging five point one you know so like yeah, that's a first down every two handoffs mm-hmm. so you know they were picking up they were picking up chunk yardage chunk yardages and all that does is like you said it eats clock right so yeah. your defense can sit over there maybe it's gassed after trying to guard maybe it's gassed after you know Tyree Kill was running around but you sit over there you take about you, you take eight minutes of game clock to score that's a whole eight minutes your defense is taking a breather and that's a whole eight minutes Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill are on the field ripping your defense apart so yeah. absolutely controlling the game and game clock control is is very 
uh, very key and very crucial to stopping high-powered offenses. And, you know, Tom Brady is as better than anybody else ever is an expert at that, right? Mm -hmm. Like he knows game management, time control. He's, one of his greatest things is his IQ is off the charts for uh, uh, for football and playing the game, right? The game within the game, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing how long it takes to run a play, knowing what, like if, if in what situations he should run the ball or not run the ball, or you know, uh, uh, throw it to different coverages or uh, audible out of a coverage and things like that. So absolutely right. They uh, they ran the ball more times than they threw it, and they won the game, which is what people say usually helps you win the game. So yeah, this is crazy. I mean, I'm with Wilburn this one. Like, I I just wondered how come you know all the other teams that the Chiefs beat, they never tried it. They probably tried it, but they just weren't as effective. It's 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 easier said than done, right? Mm -hmm. So they they what what I think what happened. I think it was also I, I'm not sure how many uh, players are missing on the Chiefs' defensive side. Mm -hmm. I'm not as familiar with theirs, but it looked like they were missing. They had they looked like they had a new linebacker in there, and he looked lost half the time. He looked yeah. a step slow, and he looked late. And I'd never seen him play before. Um, and I can't I'm, – I'm blanking on his name because I'd never seen him play before. So I think really what happened was is they knew that – Tampa Bay knew that they had to run the ball more effectively, and so did Tom Brady. And Tom Brady was – I think Tom Brady too. So it's, it's a combination, right? Mm -hmm. So Kansas City knows going into the game that you're going to try and run the ball on them to keep their offense off the field. So what they're probably going to do is stack the box or load the box, which means the amount of men around the line of scrimmage. They're probably going to put more guys around there to stop you from running the ball and controlling the clock, right? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you beat that? How do you beat that is you throw the ball. Because if you start throwing the ball on them a little bit here, like you start, then you start opening the, start opening it up. They can't put as many guys in the box and then you can start running the ball more, right? So it's kind of like a cat and mouse mm -hmm. game. You know, what are you going to, that, and that's what Tom Brady's great at, right? I think the other key thing that he did to their defense was we got in um, Tyron Matthews' head. He went to Tyron Matthew and Tyron Matthew is like the emotional leader and the physical leader of that defense. And he went and got in his face and got in his head mm -hmm. and just made Tyron Matthew like become ineffective and, and went at him, you know, threw the ball at him in coverages. And, you know, Antonio Brown caught touch. I think caught a touchdown on him and, you know, went at him and talked to him and got him all riled up and angry. And he couldn't vote. I don't think he could focus in that defense because that defense just looked lost yeah. the whole game. And it, they had that the Tampa Bay and, uh, Tampa Bay had uh, had that right balance of running the ball and passing. I mean, it's just crazy how like this. I mean, the Super Bowl is super hyped up. I mean, of course, because we have you know uh, the goat and the young goat as they call Mahomes. And it's, it, I just feel like it's, it's kind of feel sad how like injuries kind of messed it up because you know I mean I feel like the media really focuses so much on the quarterbacks or the receivers or running backs, but those linemen, the offensive linebacker, like what we were saying, who were injured is a huge factor. It is a huge factor, and it showed in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, if I feel like if my homes had better protection, it would be a much closer, uh, closer game. Yeah, absolutely. Tyreek Hill is known. If you can give Mahomes, you know, a good three, three, four seconds, Tyreek usually can get open, right? So, uh, kind of like you said, but I, I'm sure you may have heard this saying before, Sancho. I know Ricardo has is that most people, uh, most people say it is a winning. Well, you win a football game in the trenches. Mm -hmm. If your offensive mm -hmm. line is getting pushed, then you're winning. You're probably going to win the game. If your defensive line's getting pushed, you're probably going to win the game, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? So you, you'll notice it where the line of scrimmage is where they hike the ball. You'll notice if you, you usually can see it. If an offensive line is pushing the D-line two yards back the minute they snap the ball, then, yeah, you're probably going to dominate the game. If your quarterback, if you see a quarterback running for his life, then that defense is probably going to dominate the game, and you can probably That's win true. it, um, if that made sense. So it's kind of uh, the, the old-fashioned saying is the game's won and lost in the trenches. It's won and lost on the offensive and defensive line. If you can give your quarterback five seconds, if you can give Pat Mahomes 
four seconds to throw the ball. He's going to find somebody. But if you if you only give him one second, it's going to be really Yeah, hard. which happened the Super Bowl. Actually, which I want to and I pulled from my own personal experience. Like, uh, I actually played some football, you know, like in the past. I don't know it's been it's been a while, but I played the uh, you know tackle and uh, flag football just with some friends, and I also actually joined a Catholic sports league. And when it was kind of funny because when I used to play for those, you know, actually uh, we used to you know have lineman. It was a it's a real league except it's like flag instead of uh, tackle. I played like wide yeah. receiver first, and I was okay. I caught a couple of patch- catches, but I don't think I was contributing much. I was able to get a first down. I remember that one. But eventually, when I ended playing, I actually started playing uh, as a li- as a lineman. You know, like as a, the one in the line, and I was actually most mm-hmm. successful with that one. And this is kind of crazy because like the our quarterbacks are actually former like college quarterbacks. You know, like these are people who, you know, in, in college, they went to like Ohio State or something and they were like a third string and they were really good. Our quarterbacks are really good. And we were like, and I actually, you know, I'm a pretty big guy, 6'2", pretty heavy guy. And it was, yeah, actually most successful because I remember even sacking the quarterback, you know, like I was putting so much pressure. And, and whenever it's, you know, it's the same thing for offense, defense, I'm the same one. And in defense, just trying to, you know, just trying to give my quarterback more time to press the ball. And we actually ended up winning a lot of games when I was a lineman rather than, I think we were losing games when I played like as a wide receiver. So I think it mm-hmm. just shows like, based on that little experience that I have, it shows how important that, uh, yeah, like what you said, exactly what you're saying, Lauren, I experienced that in the Quad Catholic Sports League when we're pushing the the opponent behind, you know, like in front of us, we're like pushing them every play and, we were just dominated because it's the quarter their quarterback just have, you know he keeps running away kind of like Mahomes in the Super Bowl we just keep chasing him and yeah and it's also there's the game within the game there right so if you're pushing someone and you're being physical with them they don't want to come after you anymore mm-hmm. right so you and 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 you're you're I know we're comparing your catholic school to the professional level here at the NFL but even in the NFL when it starts getting late into the fourth quarter and you see the scores 9 to 31 and you're getting pushed two yards off the line of scrimmage, you know, you're, you know, it starts sinking in and you start not wanting to, you know, fight back as much, you know, even in the start of the fourth quarter, you know, you keep trying to fight, but it is demoralizing. Mm-hmm. It does wear a team down because you're, you're fighting, you've been fighting all game, you've been struggling all game and nothing's working. Just like, it's like at work when you get frustrated, right? You're real frustrated. You can't figure it out. It, you, you want to slam your fist against the desk. Like, why can't I get this, figure this problem out? Why can't I do this? Like every, everything I do is wrong and it's just not your day. That's essentially what it boils down to, you know, like in, in that sort of situation where you get in the push like that and you frustrate those guys that know that they're just as strong as those other guys, but that nothing's working. The team's not in sync. It, it demoralizes mm-hmm. them eventually. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like, a, I think it's a, it's a story. It's really a story of two different teams where like, how you're saying with the Chiefs was in sync. They were winning. They, you know, they they got. Whereas like the opposite with Tampa Bay, where all season they're they are, and then they they yep. hit their prime in the you know maybe I would say Super Bowl even the playoffs because I you know I was amazed. I watched how the Brady's journey, the Bucks journey. We beat the Washington Football Team, and then they go to Greece, and then they went to which actually actually won money with the Rogers one. You know, I, I could have put yeah. money, but I was too scared. I was like, ah, oh, it's the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, you should have, should have, man. Like, I, there's people willing no. to willing to bet with me, but I'm just, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I don't want to lose the money I just made from the. Yeah. No, yeah. no, you're right. They they looked out of sync all mm-hmm. year, right? So like you, you know, in week eleven they lost week week eleven and they lost week mm-hmm. twelve to to the Rams in Kansas City, and then they had their bye week in week thirteen. Tampa Bay did. 
and you know that's two straight losses and they've only got four games left before they're they're good and they're seven and five and they've got a uh you know make make a playoff push here they're still maybe on the outside looking in based on their their division and then they they rip off four Mm -hmm. straight you know and uh and blow out wins you know like they put up 31 points against atlanta 47 against detroit 44 against atlanta again so you know they're just blowing teams out headed into the playoffs And then sure enough, they, they, you know, obviously they, they went out in the playoffs too, but no, you're right. They got in sync at the right mm-hmm. time. And him and Gronk got, uh, 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 Brady got in sync with all his receivers and specifically Gronk, right? Like he went to wait, Tom Brady just kept it simple, right? Keep it simple. He just did that in the Super Bowl. He went, I know Rob Gronkowski. I know the routes he runs. And I know he's going to be open. And so we're just going to set him up for success. And that's what they did. And it worked. I know this way. The exact same routes, you know, like, Yep, 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 they yep, they did and they well because he's such a freak. They just mis- they just mismatched him on linebackers who are too slow or they uh or they or the uh the plays they ran just got him open and he made great Yeah, catches. and it, it worked well too cuz he he sucked when he came back like the first games like, he can barely do anything. Like people are dropping him in fantasy left and right. But yeah, he, right. he was able to get back his form from from his retirement. Point. Yep. Well, yeah, well, what it was is he knew that they were going to make a playoff push, right? So he was just he was just waiting. Yeah. He just waited to turn it on. I mean, the, here's the thing. I mean, you guys, even you, Ricardo, right? You can talk about this too. Like, I wasn't here in 2007, right? I, I didn't. So all I know about Brady is 2009 and above. Like, I watched the Seahawks one. I watched I watched the, the one where they, they lost to Eli for the, the part two. I didn't see the part one. And then I, and I, of course, the twenty-eight and three. That was uh, an amazing time for me. I was, I was with my friend who actually passed away, and we, we probably did like a million high fives, saying "Go Tom Brady, go!" during that game. And then you know the last one with the Rams, and then this one. But before that, I didn't really like know. You know, I didn't. I, I watch replays and clips, but is this like the best Tom Brady team of all time, or is the 07 one better? Because they were undefeated, right, until they lost to Eli. I didn't really know much about that team aside from Randy Moss. You know, I heard it's the number one receiver. Right. Yeah. No, honestly, that's a great question. Um, I've honestly never really thought about that before. It'd be really hard. I'd have to go back and look, but I'd probably say that 2007 team might be the best. That might be the best team he's ever played on. For the simple fact that they almost won undefeated the whole season and they got a, they, 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 you know, they got upset by, by a late, late second field goal. I'm pretty sure in the, in the Super Bowl. Right, I think because of the catch, right, the the great catch with the one, the helmet, the helmet catch. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember that guy's name. He didn't stay in the NFL for very long after that. Is it David Tyree? I think. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something Tyree. Yeah, think, David. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he was. He was like, you know, he just had one of those freak catches, you know, and he he drops that ball. Tom Brady's got yeah, a got I'm a right. super. They're they're the second team to go seventeen and zero or or what's it um twenty one and zero or whatever. So, you know, they, they, uh, uh, yeah, I think that might be the, because of the defense, the defense they had that year. And then his, uh, that offense was insane. Him and Randy Moss broke like every receiving mm-hmm. record. I think they were at that quarterback and receiving record there was uh, at the time. Yeah. But I would, you know, in, in this, in this year, he, I don't know. I think, I think that, I think that I'd have to default to the 07 team just because he was younger. But if you put, that 2007 Tom Brady on this oh, Tampa Bay team, then I'd probably yeah, say this Tampa Bay help. team's the, yeah, the best team. Like, the most help this year. I mean, say that I think he has the most help this Oh, by the way, I just Googled it. I'm right. It's David Tyree. He's a, yeah, David but I mean, Tyree, I was yeah. just telling this to Ricardo. I feel like, I mean, you can probably, I don't know if you agree or not, but 
it's uh yeah, I feel like this this is all star team, like this Buccaneers. I mean Oh my goodness, it's insane. Antonio Brown from the Steelers. I mean, I know this from as I play a lot of fantasy, you know, like with and I just know this through fantasy. And I know Antonio Brown was a beast. I mean, I ha- I have him in my fantasy almost every year and he's been winning games for me. And then he has Mike Evans, like the best buccaneer, like seven you know, one thousand yards, seven and then Godwin who got a lot better. And then he yep. have like uh, what's his name? Uh, the running back uh, Fournette, who actually like brought the Jaguars to the NFC Championship, and we did, he didn't even use Sean McCoy. Sean McCoy was like an All Star too, right? He was a Pro Bowler. And yep. then he had Gronk, yep. and they had Cameron Bate, who was now people don't give him a lot of credits, but I remember he was catching all the balls in Cleveland when they were they were really a nobody. He was in Cleveland, and he was oh. like their number one receiver back then as a tight end, like. He, and they and they got Gronk, Gronkowski right, like you said, they got they got they got Antonio Brown who's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, Rob Gronkowski who's going to go to the Hall of Fame, Chris Godwin, and then Mike Evans who's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and then Leonard Fournette, yeah. right? So it's just like this is an embarrassment of talents. And then his offensive line's pretty solid. I couldn't tell you their resumes, but I just know that they have a solid offensive line. And then the the key thing is you can have an embarrassment of riches on offense, but you have to have a defense. You have to have some semblance of a defense. But their defense was insane this year. Exactly. With with Devin White and Levante David, you know, Devin White was all over the place in this. It wasn't. Monikin Sue was also a former defensive player of the year, I think. Or he was. Yeah, I think it was with White, right? He won a defensive player of the year, I think. Yep, yeah. yep. Oh, yeah, he was always incredibly talented. He just always got in trouble. Yeah, that was his issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, 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 that's what I thought. Like, they have an all-star team. But then again, it's, that the reason I didn't bet because of, you know, the big three. They have, you know, Tyreek, uh, Kelsey, and Mahomes. You know, that that's just the one that's, and they're, the, you know, they have, they have the best tight end, the Chiefs. They have the best wide receiver. Yep. And they have the best quarterback. So that's the one that's, you know, that's really, like, stopping from betting. Like, I feel like, you know, they, Tampa Bay might have the all-star, but, you know. but It's the – well, the Kansas City Chiefs have been the hot yeah, team. They're coming off a Super Bowl win. They've still been the hot team. Patrick Mahomes putting on a Superman cape and ripping through people. So, I mean, I'm with you, Sancho. Like, the reason – I mean – yeah, I mean, I'm glad I didn't bet either because I'd have put all my money on Kansas City. But I could see why you were scared to bet yeah. on it because it's it's that's there. I mean, if 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 those injuries didn't happen, like I would even argue, I would even say, just give just give him his his left tackle back that that all pro left tackle that he yeah. has. Give him that left tackle back. It's probably a different exactly. game. Like not, I'm not saying I'm not saying they win, but I'm saying they might put up a better mm-hmm. fight. I mean, I because you're getting. I've, I was gonna say you're getting you're getting a ha- another half second or maybe or a another half second or maybe a full second maybe back for him to throw back there and not get hit. I mean the Chiefs beat the Bucks in the regular season too, and I actually watched that game and Tyreek has like 200 yards in the first half. <laughs> like, yeah, he almost broke like all the first quarter yeah. receiving I mean, records. I think he's easily game. broken it. They they just bench everyone in the second half. It's like we don't need yeah we don't need <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they were they were they were they were giving it to him when they were healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was a great Super Bowl. I mean, uh, I mean, one thing I think about, you know, now especially you, you went through all the specifics you're talking about, Lauren. It's like, I mean, I'm a basketball guy. I'm more of a basketball guy. You know, I'm NBA. That's like, I grew up watching. You know, this, I'm a Spurs fan. There, Tim Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. And it, I mean, as much as I, I don't want to put down my main sport, but I feel like it's just like football is just a lot more complicated than basketball. You know, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at right now. It's like, I mean, all those routes, all those, you know, you have linebackers like 
Like, Le- you just give the ball to LeBron and, you know, <laughs> he'll dunk it everywhere. Right, yeah. yeah. Bat- basketball is simple sim- simple in, this, in the sense that, like you said, you, you play offense and defense yes. in basketball, right? Like, Tom Brady isn't, isn't back there playing linebacker, right, when after he just got done playing quarterback. So, like you said, it's a little bit more – and they have, you know, you know, you give the ball, like you said, to LeBron. And you just go, hey, LeBron, this guy can't guard you. Well, no one can guard LeBron. And he just runs by him and dunks it, right? Like, that's way – it's way more simple than trying to run these complicated – you have to have – so on a, on a basketball court, you have to have five people in sync relatively, right? And on a football field, you have to have 11. Yeah. You have to have 11 running the same route. And there's even timing routes. So you even have to have routes that are timed for certain, like – after two seconds, a person's supposed to be in the middle of the field, right? Like running those sort of things, running those sort of routes and those sort of plays. So yeah, that that makes sense. Football has probably is probably a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. And I think it's more unfair as well. Like I'm thinking about my Patriots this year, right? We have uh, Cam Newton as our quarterback. I mean, you know, he's come back mm-hmm. from injury, but he was like an MVP with Carolina. But everybody's just uh, shitting on him right now because you know, I mean, he, he has more interceptions than touchdowns, but. I watch those games. I watch like, you know, as much as watch Buccaneers. Like, and that's my Sundays. I watch Patriots games. I watch Buccaneers games. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it, it is, and like, you know, like what happened to uh, Mahomes every, the Super Bowl where he has no protection. That is like every game with Newton. Like the, the, the yeah. defensive line of the Patriots is garbage right now. And, and everybody's attacking him. And I feel like, I feel bad. It's like, well, if he has more, if he only has like two extra seconds, we might be in the playoffs. Might, this might be a different conversation, you know? Like Newton, would be right? Exactly. I mean, to be fair, we have no, yes, no one to throw to, to anyway. <laughs> so, right, you know, right. You know, Edelman's like, and I think that's why I'm saying I think Tampa Bay, this team is the best Tom Brady team I've ever seen since I got, you know, since I started watching, since I got to this country. Because even those other Super Bowls with 2014, you know, with against the, the, the Seahawks, against the Falcons, you know, even the Rams, I mean, Brady has Walker Gronk. You know, that's it. Like, he has, like, one or two options. He has, like, one main receiver and then Gronk. Was it, it was Walker and it became Edelman. And then Amendola once in a while. You know, this this team, he has, like, he has Antonio Brown, for God's sake. I mean, just who thought yeah. Antonio Brown and Tom Brady would team up? Yeah. Like, just, you know, he was leading the the league in, recep- in receptions in yards for so long with, you know, in Pittsburgh with Big Ben. And now he's not even the number one receiver. He has Mike Evans, too. This, right, this, right. What exactly. like number of first round, second round draft picks in a fantasy game? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's just yeah, it's, yeah. It's I crazy. mean, I have Evans and Brady in my fantasy this year, and it was, well, I I still I didn't win, but I still uh, you know I was with the same league as Ricardo. I didn't even make the playoffs because the rest of my team is injured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, those two are giving me like thirty points each every every week this this season. They're both, they're studs. Know. They're studs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a. I wish we can talk more. I feel like we could talk more about it if it's a closer game, if there's like amazing place. But right. people are like, I mean, casual fans, they're like falling asleep. <laughs> it is a blowout. Right, that, right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of one sided. You The whole game, you're sitting there waiting for, honestly, the whole game, you just, I, I thought anyway, I'm just sitting there waiting for the Chiefs to explode, yeah, right? Yeah. You're just waiting for Patrick Mahomes to put on his Superman mm-hmm. cape, and then all of a sudden, boom, touchdown. You know, like they score, you know, 14 points in a total of like two minutes a game clock, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, they throw a bomb to Tyree Kill, boom, touchdown. You know, the defense gets a four, the, their defense gets a three and out, and then boom, he throws another bomb to like Travis Kelsey or something like that, and, you know, and then they're right back in the game. Yeah, I mean they've done that all season, but I think you said it's. Do you think it's a coaching thing? 
you think Bruce Arians just outcoach uh, and Andy Reid as well? Yeah, I think that was, I think that's some of it. I think some of it it didn't. Uh, um, I think that's I think that plays a factor. Yeah, I, I definitely do. You, you uh, once they got super far behind. Mm-hmm. They kind of just they it almost looked like they were lost. Now I also say that Kansas City did. Now I also say this: Patrick Mahomes had some plays where he where he was scrambling and throwing the ball, and his receivers were dropping yeah. him. Right, mm-hmm. you know that one play where he, he's parallel with the ground and it hits the guy in the face mask. You know, he he, he didn't have some he he, uh, he showed up to play a little bit, but he didn't have some help. Mm-hmm. It seemed like. I mean, is the, is it? Yes, here's what I'm thinking. I mean, this is what I'm thinking when I was watching the game, like how they're double teaming, even triple teaming Kelsey and Tyreek. But why is it like, is Mahomes like passing to the other guys? Like who, I know they had Sammy Watkins, right? Like are they, why are they not like running a play to, you know, to pass it to another, to open receiver? Because if double teaming Hill, then someone else should be open, right? Right. I think the, I think it's the way Todd Bowles drew up his defense, right? So they would double team um, Hill and when, when, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is making his Hello. But no, I think that that's essentially so essentially they were uh they so Tyreek Hill has to run routes really far routes downfield, right? So that takes some time. But what they were able to do was get to Patrick Mahomes before Tyreek Hill got open or anybody else got open. Or maybe someone was open, but they were in Tyreek Hill's face, if that makes sense. I mean, they were in uh, Patrick Mahomes' face at that point, if that makes sense. I see. I got you. We just didn't have time to uh, to make a decision. Yeah, they were already in his – so the, when they ran their routes, right, a lot of them would, would run, keep running upfield, or they might have to cut back. But at that point, it, Patrick Mahomes is scrambling out of the pocket. Now he has to make a throw while running to his right on a hurt foot, you know, plant that hurt foot and launch it, try to launch it down the field. And it may or may not work out. You know, it, it usually it usually works out. But I think they did just such a good job staying to their man and playing uh, defense on the back end that they couldn't um, that he couldn't find an open person. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean it's just it's just crazy how I think at the end of the day, what it it's really what you said. They Tampa Bay won the game in the trenches. Cause, yeah, I guess it's it's easier to say when you're like sitting in. Sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings, eating your wings, but yeah. <laughs> when you're actually being faced by like a bunch of big dudes, it's it's harder. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's not as easy as it looks. He he makes t- yeah. especially the that's the one thing, right? Patrick Mahomes makes really uh, complicated things look really easy. You know, we're all sitting yeah. there like, well, why didn't he just you know throw off one foot? Yeah, I mean, he did it. He threw parallel while getting tackled for like thirty yards, a perfect spiral, thirty yards down the field, and hit his guy in the face. You know which is just things people don't do. He makes all that stuff mm-hmm. look easy. And it's not. It's really hard. Yeah. And I think I was just thinking more in, like, basketball terms. Mm-hmm. You know, when you play basketball and they double one guy, it's just a lot easier to just pass one dude. Yep. But I guess the big difference is in basketball, you have, like, one person guarding you, and they can't even, like, tackle you because it would be a foul. Right, right, <laughs> right. There's, like, what, what, there's, like, six, seven people, like, trying to rush you. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, there's – Six, uh, at least there's at least four or five every play trying to take your head off. So, yeah, but I think it's just weird because I mean, of course, at the beginning, I was like super rooting for the Bucks, but eventually, when I uh, as this is because of blowout, uh, part of me wanted a good game, so I was like subconsciously rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm with you. I hope every year the Super Bowl, if my team's not in it, I hope every year the Super Bowl is just a good game. Yeah, so, I'm with you. I, I when when they started getting blown out, I just sat there and was like. 
Yeah. I was just, man, like, man, can you guys, like, score just a couple touchdowns to make it interesting late, you know? But they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just remember the the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl where, like, the Seahawks defense just destroyed Peyton oh, Manning. Oh, man, that was – yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what Ricardo was talking about earlier where the yeah. snap – the first play of the game, the snap went over Peyton's head for, like, a safety or something, and it would just went all downhill from yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that was that's probably like uh you know if I if the Patriot Patriots you have not it's not even my team it's like Patriots we're calling it the Tom Brady Patriots the Tam, Tampa Bay Patriots yeah. or Tom Brady Patriots I mean they look like the Patriots but uh yeah when, when my I mean, it's not my team but you know it's Tom Brady it's my quarterback you know it's like it's uh if it's another someone else playing there it's probably like I probably feel the same way as uh when I watch the Broncos and the Seahawks, you know, if your team's winning, you'll be happy. But I feel like objectively it was really a boring. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it kind of was, they dominated uh, Tampa Bay dominated just about every phase of the game. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, you're kind of just sitting there, like you, like you said, just kind of sitting there waiting for Kansas city to just, you know, all of a sudden rip off some touchdowns and then it just never happened. So. I wonder if there's going to be a part two and hopefully, you know, the Chiefs will have a complete team this time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, like next year it's the same Super Bowl, like another Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. It's kind of like downer because I, I don't know, I watch the Breeze uh, Brady, I watch uh, Rogers Brady, and both of those games are actually amazing. I mean, especially the Rogers one, that, that went down the wire, you know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, that I feel like that was a classic, but it just, I just feel, you know, kind of like you're like, oh, climbing, climbing. You know, it went from Brees, Brady was amazing. And even the foot, uh, Washington football team game was pretty good too. And then, you know, it just keeps getting in better and better. So I thought this is going to be like the best game I've ever seen. But then it was like, oh. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> it was just flat. I mean, that's, I think that's the most important one. Yeah. So what do you guys think does happen next? Does Tampa Bay keep? You know, uh, do they have? Are they going to have the same semblance of a team next year? Because I keep hearing about all these free agents. I've been that actually for Tampa Bay. As I mean, not necessarily. I just follow their accounts and I get, you know, I just get notifications about it. Right. But it seems like it's going to be a problem for Tampa Bay because a lot of these people, like you know, it was like a right time or the right place kind of thing. Where like Fournette, right? Fournette's a a star. Right. And and he was released by the Jaguars. He was he just wanted a job. It was so they got him for a bargain. Same with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's coming from a suspension. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. they got the super talented superstars who are, who are getting underpaid and willing to be underpaid because they just wanted they just wanted the, to be back to the league, you know, because they were they were disgraced. So, yeah, so now now they perform well. They got so it's time to get paid. So that is that is the problem now. Let's see if uh, it's, it's probably it's it's probably almost impossible to keep the same team because uh you know there a lot of them are gonna be wanting more money oh yeah absolutely no that's what i'm saying like a semblance of the team like who do you think is a priority to keep if you guys had to put out an opinion on that uh well i can go first i mean for tampa bay i don't know much about the uh, I don't know much about the uh, Chiefs. I've been following me. I feel like I have two teams now with like Tampa Bay and the Patriots. But uh, I'm actually more updated with the Patriots. <laughs> they're worse. We're, they're hoping for Deshaun Watson. Let's, let's see. <laughs> but uh, we need a pointer back. We can replace Cam. But for the for the Tampa Bay, I would I don't know to be honest. I mean, it's it's. I would probably say just uh, prioritize the defense. 
because I feel like in the offense, like uh, what you know, what Lauren said, and a lot of people actually said, the embarrassment of riches. Like you don't need that much receivers, you know. Like I don't know. I, I would I would I would keep, of course, Evans and Godwin. You know, probably Gronk. You know, but I mean, OJ Howard's coming back. Maybe we get rid of Cameron Bate or have OJ Howard instead. Mm-hmm. You know, but I feel like kind of, there's so much fat in the offense. Like the offense are just too good. And a lot of them are being unused. Like Sean McCoy was rarely, he only had like two snaps this year, I think. I've seen him. Right. You know, so maybe like cut off Sean McCoy. He was, they never use him anyway. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I, they need Scotty Miller because he's like that Edelman guy. But uh, yeah, maybe I think it'll be, if he's somebody, it's going to be like someone in the offense. Because I, I would, I think that like defense wins championships. I think this defense, we should, they should, they should do their best to keep this defense. That's what I think. Yeah, it'll be hard. The, the The biggest thing after a Super Bowl, every player wants to get paid because they're Super Bowl champions. So every player wants to go out there and get all the money that they're worth because they won a Super Bowl ring. And I'm talking about guys that are free agents, really, right? Like, I'm not talking about backup guys for the most part, but guys who have – guys who are free agents are, are on expiring contracts or can opt out. They want to all get paid. And like you said, uh, they got Antonio Brown cheap. He's going to be a – uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. They got him at no no cost. They got uh, Leonard Fournette cheap. Leonard Fournette could go start for any, uh, just about any other team, you know. So it's going to just be mm-hmm. interesting. And I think you're right. If you're going to keep the keep this team around, you can usually replace um, offensive skill players like running backs or receivers in the draft. It's pretty. You can usually plug and play rookies in those positions and they won't perform probably the same level, but they're pretty close, right? They might not have a thousand yards receiving, but they can have about 800, you know, they might not have 10 touchdowns, but they might have about eight and you can make up those spots in different places. But I think you're right. Defense is going to be key because I think that's Mm -hmm. what kept them in a lot of games. And I think that's what, that's what helps bail, helps, helps bail teams out with bad offenses. If you look at the Washington football team this year, our offense was mediocre at like, mediocre is generous our offense was bad we had a revolving door at quarterback but our defense was like one of the best in the all around one of the best in the nfls and we we somehow limped into the playoffs you know and i mean it's a call that's a culmination of like you know um you know how bad the division was too right but uh, at the same time we still won let's just say we didn't make the playoffs we still won seven games with the with a pretty bad offense and a really really good defense so I think that that, and I think if Tom Tom can keep kind of do the same thing, sim- similar to what he did this year, he can he can keep them in the conversation and making the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, this is funny because like actually looking back, I watch every Tampa Bay playoff game this year. <laughs> it's like actually, I think the Washington football team defense is the one that gave Brady the most problems. Yeah. Right. That's what uh, that's what a lot of people were joking is when, um, you know, Taylor Heineke, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Washington, the starting quarterback in that Tampa Bay playoff game against Washington football team was Taylor Heineke. And I don't know if you knew this, but they just re-signed Taylor Heineke to a two year, like four million dollar deal. And uh, that just happened this week. And uh, the Tampa Bay players on Twitter, the Tampa Bay defensive players on Twitter were like, respect they were like yeah he gave he gave he gave uh, us a lot of fits or something like that like the, the Tampa Bay defense was like he gave us some problems so like respect to him so no. he was good he was really good I, I watched that game. Yeah, I was really impressed by him and even like uh was that game there's a one game when there's the game before uh what's his name uh one who was fired the the one before Heineke Dwayne Haskins oh okay Dwayne uh, yes. Haskins yeah okay Dwayne Haskins yeah yeah. It was a very winnable game. I think it was like against the Lions and they benched uh, Haskins and then Heineke came in and Heineke just scored like two touchdowns in like 
five minutes. Uh, like, yeah, he balled out. Yeah, yeah, he balled yeah. out late. I can't remember who that was against, but yeah, he. Balled, I think it was the Panthers. He uh he the they Panthers benched Haskins finally, and then they put uh they put Heineke in the fourth quarter, and he scored two touchdowns in like yeah. in like two minutes. He was very Yeah. Anyway, I actually just googled quick for free agents for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So they actually have Levante, David, Godwin, Shaq Barrett, oh. of course Gronk and Fournette. And the Dominican Sue. So these are the ones. And the kicker. I guess they can get any other kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the kicker. They can cut the kicker. Yeah, there's a bunch of kickers out there. Those are yeah, but those are the ones that they're thinking, uh, you know, who who are they going to like, who's going to come back out of those people? Yeah, they, they got uh, those those first three names that you list are some pretty heavy hitters that are going to that on the free market, out in the open market will demand like maximum contracts. Yeah. So I don't know what what's do you know how what Tampa Bay's uh salary situation is or cap situation is? I think they're fully uh I think they're like are they maxed out? You know they, have to, yeah, they maxed out. They're think you know I mean I think they need to they really need to cut fat. I mean that's what I'm getting. I mean I I would say maybe Godwin. I mean he's he's great and everything, but if they re, if there's somebody has to go, it might be Godwin because Evans is already there. And and I, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys know this guy named Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's you know I feel like he can kind of replace Godwin and because like Godwin wasn't really that good beginning you know he was like the other guy out of Mike Evans and then he just started improving and a lot of it is just being open so much because they keep double teaming Mike Evans so I feel like that could be a you know that could be a spot for someone else but it's not a guarantee they're not gonna they're gonna in- improve like Godwin did right but yeah, I mean Godwin, I, I would you know I mean I think he deserves to get paid no for you know, sure like. They all do. And, well, like I kind of I, I, what I said earlier a little bit was that, um, you know, they try a lot of times what they'll do is after like a Super Bowl. Right. Teams can't pay everybody. So a lot of people demand mm-hmm. top dollar because they just want to. I'm a Super Bowl champion. You know, I'll help lead the team. And those guys you just listed off are starters that played well. So what they'll do is they'll let guys like like Godwin go because he's a skilled position player like a receiver mm-hmm. or a wide receiver or running back because they'll just go draft one and pay him the draft, you know, your your rookie salary compared to trying to pay Mike Godwin, you know, $15 million a year. Yeah, I don't think Gronk's leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I, think Gronk will, just... I think Gronk will retire when Brady retires. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it is it is just amazing, like, how this two, I mean, they, they lead the NFL history now with most touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's just amazing how their duo is. Like Gronk and Brady, even with New England, like that. Like, to be honest, like even those uh, years where he didn't win a Super Bowl, or like New England got kicked off the playoffs, it's because Gronk was injured. Yeah, like when he's healthy, they actually won a Super Bowl. It's just like he's just so unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, Tom Brady has more uh, playoff passing yards, like just playoff game passing yard games, like just just his like than most than a lot of NFL quarterbacks have in their career. He has probably more touchdowns than NFL quarterbacks have in their career just in the playoffs. So, you know, you take three games every year from, from 2001 to 2020, and he's got more passing yards, I bet, and more touchdowns than most players have uh, in their entire NFL career. Yeah, all I got to say is, like, we got we to gotta appreciate this guy. Oh, like, he's, he's almost gone, you know. It's like a ticking time clock. I mean, I always look back, you know, being a Spurs fan of Tim Duncan. Yeah, you know, like I really appreciated when he was playing. I mean, actually, uh, fundamental. Actually, yeah, actually, uh, when I play, like it's kind of funny. Like I, you know, I do. I he's kind of like my role model in basketball. 
So when I play, I do a lot of my moves, a lot of how I play is actually like how Tim Duncan, I just copy like based on what he does. Mm-hmm. And when, when up, I remember just playing in a park and like this random guys will call me Duncan mm-hmm. just because of how I play. Like, hey, Tim Duncan. <laughs> like, oh, like, I, I, like, he doesn't know I'm a Spurs fan. He doesn't know. I mean, he's just saying Tim Duncan. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like for me, I mean, even, you know, I was too young during Michael Jordan days, but I feel like this is, this is the equivalent of that, you know, like back in the 90s when everyone's experiencing Jordan, you know, Jordan's greatness. Yeah. And I'm hoping for one more year. I'm excited for this year. I mean, I wish my the Patriots would, my Patriots, I mean, it'll be great if we get Deshaun Watson. You know, we'll be back in the conversation again. But we, we actually, I, and I think, you know, I, I'm confident Belichick and the rest of the front office will draft or pick up a bunch of linemen. You know, right. they, they can fix it. You guys are Redskins, right? Actually, Sancho, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Let me because I was actually okay. asking Lauren this, because um, mm-hmm. I was curious about this. I was like, is is uh, I may actually ask you, but I was wondering, is Belichick actually that good of a drafter, or like a, a person who picks, or does he get bailed out by the fact that he had the greatest pick probably in the history of the NFL, and he just keeps getting bailed out because of it? Because I was trying to look it up. I can't see a lot of, especially first rounders, which is a big deal yeah. that really panned well, out in a meaningful way. We got Edelman. I'll say that for another, sure. That's another very, very good player who we got. Yeah, in the later rounds. So it's it, Edelman, Edelman was a free. Edelman was undrafted. He went. Sure. Uh, he went undrafted. Oh, I thought he went picked up in the seventh for, for some reason. Yeah, he was a quarterback. He was in Kent State quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this will be a challenge for him. Like, I think your answer, your question is to be decided, mm-hmm. you know, this year we'll find out because, uh, you know, I mean, th- I think this first year was kind of, I- I- I'm not trying to give my team a pass, but, you know, there's multiple people got COVID, you know, we're actually playing really well until Cam Newton got COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so it was a crazy year for the Patriots, but, you know, this is a good build up year. Uh, right now, Cam Newton's still our, our quarterback so far until they're, they're trying to look for someone else. But we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. What I think if, they, if they, we got Deshaun Watson, I mean, if Edelman comes back, like, I can see, like, a Deshaun Watson-Edelman combo being, like, very effective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I think it's uh, the main issue, the main problem we have right now is the offensive line. That's what and, I was going to uh, ask you. I was like, because Deshaun Watson, part of why he's angry, I thought, was because he's not really protected too well. Yeah, so can I don't, you know. Can they offer that protection you'll need? Well, it, we'll see. I don't know. Right now, the answer is no, but it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. They're, def- they're definitely, we're definitely rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You know, we're definitely rebuilding. And, th- and I think that shows how, how big the, you know, the Tom Brady. And I think I, I, a lot of other things, like kind of what uh, Lauren was saying with Kansas City, is that I think a lot of people are discounting the offensive line and defensive line. A lot of Patriots players actually didn't play this season. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah. yeah so, like, uh, I think we have some pro bowler linebackers uh, who decided not to play. So, we, you know, so we'll, we, you know, maybe next season they'll come back, you know, because our defense was actually really good before Brady left. Right. You know, so I think we're good with the defense, you know. So, I think it's really the offensive line and the receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, it's not an embarrassment of riches or running back, but we have so much running back. We have James White. I think uh, you know, um, Sonny Michelle is still there. Uh, what's his name? Damian Harris is increasing. What? So our running game. Huh? Whitehead. What's his name? Yeah, James Whitehead. Yeah, we have. It's not an embarrassment of riches, but we have a lot of. Uh, we have a lot of running backs. 
And you like those. Even, uh, it's because you like those little players that can play multi. You like players that can play multiple positions, right? Yeah. So you like yeah, you like yeah. to have a running back that can line up as a slot receiver and go play slot, and then also at the same time, then so you want to have like you have like two two or three of those guys on the field because then you want to motion them out to go play receiver real quick. So. Yeah, like James White is technically a running back, but he's basically a receiver. Right, exactly. Because you'll you'll have a, he'll he'll be listed as a running back, but then he'll end the game with like seven catches for like seventy yards and have like one carry for like one yard, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know I think we're we're in a good spot. We have at least you know it's not like everything is terrible for the Patriots. I think once we I think the the main priority right now is offensive line because it was just painful seeing Cam Newton getting sacked like a million times. Yeah, you know it's just so painful. Yeah, I hear you. It stinks. I'm a Cam Newton fan, so it stinks watching yeah, him get I mean, beat up. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's just I don't know what happened because they were actually pretty decent early, early in the season, and they they actually had the same record as the Tampa Bay. You know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, you know, like Brady and Belichick are like tied right now. Right, right, right. You know, but that that uh, that Corona thing really that was a turn turnaround for the Patriots season once Cam Newton got Corona and then. They had Stidham play and they had Hoyer play, and all they did is throw interceptions. <laughs> yeah, the the COVID the COVID stuff was bad. Yeah, I mean, are you Skins or Washington? Is it Washington football team, Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I like I like the what they're going at least the defense. I really like that. I mean, are you guys gonna get the Alex Smith back or are you gonna go all in with Heineke? So you- I think. I think what's what's going to happen is that uh, they're going to have an open door, uh, open door uh, quarterback camp, right? Like when mm-hmm. when camp comes around, they're going to have probably Alex back because I think he's still on the books, so why not? And he's also been our most successful quarterback. Then they're going to have Taylor as a Taylor, and then they're going to have Allen back probably, and maybe another guy, right? So like Marcus Mariota. There's rumors today that we'll get Marcus trade for Marcus Mariota or one of these other guys, and we're just going to say, hey, you know what? All you guys are going to get starting reps through camp and whoever, you know, shows out the bet. Like today, Marcus Mariota will start tomorrow. Alex Smith is going to start, you know, and we're going to go through that like that and see who really puts on the best show. And then we'll go from there. So honestly, it's a big question mark. But it's not going to be Dwayne Haskins. Oh, no, 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 no. He's for the he's on the Steelers now, which is kind of funny, funny enough that he went signed on the Steelers when he was playing for us. And I knew he probably wasn't going to make it. I, I said he should go play for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin because his game most resembles Ben Ben Roethlisberger's game. Dave, Dwayne Haskins is not mobile. He's not fast. I'm faster than Dwayne Haskins. You know, he can't get out of the pocket. He gets sacked. But what he is is he's big, tall, and strong. And he's standing his arm, and he has a cannon for an arm. So he just stands in the pocket. Uh, so what he has to learn to do is, I think, model his game after Ben Roethlisberger. So hopefully he – he can have a successful career in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh, but we'll see. I'm curious about this Heineke guy. Have you seen anything in the few times that you've seen him that would suggest he could be a permanent uh, mainstay at all? The playoff game was insane. Yeah. He's – we could have – Sancho might argue with me and yell at me and scream at me. That We could have – we had a real shot at winning that playoff game. We had a lot of – we had a few receivers drop passes. Like, one of his first passes he threw was to a wide-open guy streaking down the field that would have, like, been for, like, an 80-yard touchdown, and he just dropped the ball. They just yeah, dropped it. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that. It was like, oh, dang, they're, they're coming back. They're like, what's – Yeah, they're, yeah. Going? we stayed in it. We made it. We kept, we kept it as a game. Like, it looked yeah, like you guys yeah. were going to pull ahead, and then we'd come we, – we would score a touchdown or, like, 
you know, go score points real quick and then it would be close again. Yeah, but, yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah I think I remember what you're talking about because I remember it was like that was like one play. That game was decided by like one play. Yep. And I was just really impressed by Heineke. I was like, this this guy is just really good. Like he can mm-hmm. he's a big he, improvement for Haskins. He can. Uh, I I, I uh, listened to an interview with his head coach, his college head coach. And his college head coach said that he was a five-read quarterback, meaning he can hit all his reads by the time he hits his back foot and he knows where to put the ball because that's how high his IQ is. The issue with him coming out of college, though, was that at the time when he was coming out of college, a smaller quarterback like uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson wasn't in the NFL or succeeding, really. Or like or like Drew Brees is really the only one, so he was too small. He's only like six foot, I think. And so they didn't really like that style, right? They wanted their quarterback to be 6'2", six, 6'5". Six, so no one really looked at him or drafted him except for our offensive coordinator. And so we, uh, you know, we scouted him, and he said that his IQ was off – his his head coach said his yeah. IQ was off the charts. And he said if he had if he had two or three more weeks with the receivers before he started that game, he thinks he'd have thrown for, you know, 500-plus yards and, you know, four touchdowns. Wow. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I, one thing I was about to point out, yeah, one thing I'm really impressed with him, probably he's younger young. than us. <laughs> We're old. No, one thing I was really impressed with him was how fast his releases. Like, he just passed, so, like, he, you know, and it probably has to go with, like, what you're saying, Lauren, with his IQ. Like, he just, he snaps the ball pass, snap the ball pass. I was like, dang, like, this guy, he, this guy is really good. He is a, what, what, so, be, so, because he doesn't have the arm strength, right? Like he doesn't have mm-hmm. a huge cannon of an arm that that could he could throw the ball eighty yards downfield like Pat Mahomes can. But what he is really, really good at is timing. He's very mm-hmm. good at timing his timing the routes and throwing the leading the receiver uh, essentially. So he knows where to throw the ball and in what scenarios and how to time things up. And that's what his that's what his head coach in college was saying that if he had more time to work with these receivers he would have gotten the rhythm down and the timing down with his receivers. So he knows when they're breaking open and he knows what it looks like when they're going to break, you know, inside or outside or release a certain way. And so he can throw the ball, you know, in the spot. And I mean, honestly, like, like you said, though, he had like one week with them and, you know, he was hitting guys in stride, you know, right in their mm-hmm. hands. And they just were dropping, mm-hmm. some guys were just dropping passes. How's the running game for the WFT, right? Yeah, Washington Football Team. Good, very good. We have a we have a young stud named named Antonio Gibson. He almost rushed for uh he almost, he rushed for about 800 yards. He got hurt at the end of the year, and he rushed for about 800 yards and uh, I think 12 touchdowns. He should have been in, he should be in the, he should have been in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year. Um, but he had a he had a very impressive uh, he rushed for 795 yards and 11 touchdowns in his rookie year. Which the, if you go by a standard of for running backs or receivers as rookies, uh, if they can get to 10 touchdowns, that's a pretty it's a pretty good year for as a rookie. So yeah. he had a seven 700 and he got hurt. He he didn't play two games. Yeah, he was so. playing. I just remember him in fantasy. He was he was he was a beast. <laughs> he was yeah. a beast in fantasy. Right. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, I think we're almost like done right at time, but yeah, thank you so much, Lauren. I mean, if maybe to wrap things up with regard to we can all like just you know talk about Super Bowl 55 and what is like our final thoughts on it. I'll say that again, it, it came out, uh, it came out, it came out, mumbled. Say that one more time, Sancho. No, just we'll, we'll just summarize everything. So I think we're all done like five minutes, couple minutes left, and uh, yeah, so we can just talk about our final thoughts. What it's what is our Final impressions of Super Bowl Fifty Five: Kansas City Chiefs versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, for me, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was a great moment because I was I was hoping so much 
that Tom Brady would win. I was really hoping for it. Uh, but like, like we were saying, I had no confidence that he would. And so I thought it would just be a heartbreak. And I thought we would have to see him again next year. And it would be, it'd be honestly like a bit embarrassing because he just keeps coming back despite how old he is. <laughs> and, uh, and part of me was like, I think he needs to win to show that um, there's a reason why he keeps coming back. It's not because he's crazy in the head, but it's because he, he should be here. And, and he certainly, he showed that, I think. I mean, I, I, you know, all the arguments you guys made with defense and uh, winning in the trenches and everything like that are definitely still valid. But, you know, he definitely did not show that he was uh, a 43-year-old guy riding solely on everything. He still did his – he came in and he did his job and he did it well. Um, for me, I'm just happy because even before this, I just kept getting the impression that um, Tom Brady wasn't the GOAT. And people were still trying to argue with him, whether they were using Deflate Gate or Spygate or whatever, whatever gate he had to deal with in his career. Um, people were always trying to deny him and his, his, his GOAT status. And after this, and hopefully he wins another one, uh, he'll be the undisputed GOAT. And I think it's very significant because, as you said a little bit earlier, Sancho, you, you uh, took the words right out of my mouth. We didn't get a chance to grow up on Jordan. This is our era's Jordan. And, uh, you know, I was just glad I was able to see that game uh, because, I'm, you know, I would be remiss if, uh, if, if uh, in, like, 15 years or whatever, there's not another, like, Tom Brady-esque player and I'm like, damn it, 15 years ago, I saw that player and uh, I was too busy playing Warzone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was so yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about the game. I'm very happy with how it came out. Uh, I'm sure we'll see Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and I'm sure he'll win a ton of them. So I'm not really feeling too bad for Kansas City. So overall, great game. That's true. Yeah, yeah I think uh, so. My predictions for next year, I think the Chiefs will be back in the Super Bowl. I don't think Tampa Bay will. Uh, for, I don't know why. I don't. I just don't think they'll be able to retain the the free agents and put the team together that they did this year to to go back. I think they might make the playoffs, but I don't know if they make the same run. Uh, but I think Kansas City Kansas City will be back um, back again. And but I, and overall, but though I'm I mean Tom Brady, you know, you just what you know. I, I maybe I even shouldn't say I bet against him in the Super Bowl and he proved me wrong. You know every step of the way. So, you know, if he proves me wrong again and get, go, gets an eighth title, you know, he's, 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 he's already the greatest player ever uh, to ever play the game and ever put on cleats. Uh, but I mean, once he does that, you know, it's just solidifying it even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you, what you say, like you said, like, I think you said it perfectly, Sancho. He's our, he's our era Jordan, you know, there's just been no, nobody ever, nobody's ever done this. And it's going to be a long time before any, anybody ever does this again. Especially if he gets an eighth Super Bowl, uh, there no one. I don't. Eight I mean, he's, he's already got more than, or he's either tied or has more than franchises. More, more all, all the franchises in the NFL have for you know for their for their Super Bowls. He's either tied with like the Steelers or has more than them. So uh, Steelers had six. He had six. Yeah. So he's got more than 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 NFL franchises have that have been around for like 50, 50 yeah. plus years or whatever. So that's just insane. It's just incredible. But. I, for some reason, in, in the bottom of my gut, I think I think the Chiefs will be back in it. But for some reason, I think Tampa Bay will get knocked off. Maybe it's because my Washington football team will uh, knock them off in the playoffs this time around. That's possible. You guys are in a situation. I think you guys a better situation than the Patriots right now. <laughs> At least you guys have uh, quarterbacks to choose from. We didn't, yep. you know, 
And so for me, uh, I mean, you know, I'm the one who's a big Patriots fan, big Tom Brady fan. I've been so happy. My fiance is already being annoyed by how much I talk about Tom Brady in the last few few weeks. But I would, you know, I mean, the outside the game, outside the one game, I would just talk overall with Tom Brady. I mean, his career's not over yet, but I mean, you know, Ricardo, you're telling me you're watching this Brady Six, which I actually watch as well. Like this guy was, he was drafted what 199th pick. Yeah, round, right? Seventh yeah. round, seventh round draft pick. Draft pick, right? Oh, like, it's just amazing. I mean, so for me, as you know, as Sancho, as an accountant, as a student, even when I was in college, he was just my inspiration. Like when I was studying to be an accountant, I had Tom Brady's picture in the camera, in the in the I mean, the, the camera in the screen, in the library, because you know I needed to like ace this exam to pass the the class. You know, so for me, it's just a huge inspiration coming from nothing to just winning and winning and winning. And, you know, I have this, you know, as Ricardo knows, like I have this opportunity coming up that I need to fight for. And I'll I'll just use him as an inspiration. You know, this guy can win a Super Bowl. I can get this opportunity. And, you know, that's just it is that winning mentality, that focus, you know. And, yeah, it's just amazing how he did it in another team. He did it in one team. He did it in another team. People, I was watching ESPN the other day. They said, they always say that was impossible. Like what he did, the impossible. Like what you know, LeBron did, and he would just go from one team to another, and and he would just you know ended up winning in multiple teams from the Cleveland to Miami to the Lakers, and LeBron's doing the same thing in football, <laughs> like not in basketball, in football. Mm-hmm. You know, though, though, you know, as we established, it's a much much more complicated sport. Yeah, so could us for Tom Brady for being Super Bowl fifty five Finals MVP. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's an amazing time right now to to be a sports fan. So, you guys, anything anything else to share? No, I think that's it. I think we're good. We're good, right? Okay, so thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope a lot of people learned from (laughs) – I'm sure a lot of people did. So, everyone, thank you so much. Uh, We are – we have an email at publicdiscoursepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out for us for any questions concerns or if you want to be a guest in our future episodes thank you everyone and have a good night thanks everyone for listening